Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we just want to give you thanks. We want to give you praise. Speak to our hearts today and give us true understanding from your spirit to know your will for our lives. How you've made us more than conquerors and victors on the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 It's good to see every one of you here this morning. Uh, Beginning this week, I want to start on a series. I titled it Questions. So we'll be answering questions. And the first question we'll deal with this uh, beginning today is the reason for creation. Why did God create the universe? Why did God create the earth? What was he doing? What was he looking for? Was he missing something? That's what we'll be dealing with today. And next week, by the grace of God, we'll be dealing with why do we have to go through trials, temptations, and tests? Why will God allow us to go through troubles in our lives? God is a good God. We are his children. Why are we still going through difficulties? Why should we still struggle with sin? We're saved. We want to look into those questions uh, to help us in our walk with the Lord. Amen. Amen. So today we will deal with the reason for creation. Why did God create the universe? What was his purpose? Uh, The French uh, uh, biographer, critic, and novelist, his name is uh, Andrew Moore. This is what he said, and I quote, The universe is indifferent. Who created it? Why are we here on this puny mud hip spinning in infinite space? I have not the slightest idea. And I am quite convinced and no one has. This is a statement made by somebody who has not connected himself with God. He's not being connected with the Creator. For most people living on the earth, life is just one crisis unto another. Moving from one crisis, you overcome that crisis, and then you have to deal with another. That's what life is to them. Life is truly meaningless. They're going nowhere. So we're constantly, you know, wondering about why we're here. When I was a little boy, uh, I spent most of my early days in high school gazing into the sky, especially towards evening time, when the sun was setting. I looked into the sky. My father had just been killed. This was 1966. My father had just been killed. And uh, we were wondering what happened. Daddy is gone with his voice. We can't hear anymore. And uh, in the same year, I had to go to school. And we were in boarding school. So from time to time, I'll pull out from everybody, and uh, I'll be alone, gazing into the sky, and wondering, where is God? Is there a God? Why am I here? Where is Daddy? Is he somewhere? Is he with God? You know, I spent a lot of time thinking about that, just wondering. A little older, uh, after a few more years, I started wondering again, thinking, I remember driving between two cities and just wondering, is there a God? If there is a chance that I can know, 
If I could only know that there is a God and be sure of it, then I will serve Him. I wasn't saved then, amen? God has made that happen. And I told the Lord in my heart, I wasn't praying, I was just saying something to God. I still remember to, to, to this very hour, uh, just talking to myself. If there is a God, and I'm sure that He is, I want to do everything to serve Him. So, but how do you reach God? People still wonder about why we're here, for, for what purpose? Why all this vast creation? Where is my place in this? And that's what question people have. And as people try to reach out to God, including myself, you try to reach out to God, to connect with God using your five senses, and you get nowhere. Very smart people have tried it. And they've come up with the conclusion, there is no God. You've heard about it. There is no God. The reason for that is, you can never connect with God with your five senses. No matter how hard you try, you never will be able to connect with God using your five senses. Man has used his five senses to create a lot of things on the earth. We've studied everything from climate, all what seasons and all of that. They can even predict the coming of an hurricane right now. And to the point, the direction. But how do I connect with God? No one can. What that means is that God has to reveal himself to man. We cannot of our own self connect and reach God. God has to reveal himself to us. And God has done that, thank God. God has done exactly that. that. And the way he did it, he did it in the same way in which he used to create the universe in the first place. His word. He's given us his word. You want to connect with God? This is, you have to go by the way of his word. He's given us the Bible. This is the only book that can lead you to God. This is the only book that will explain to you the reason why you are here and where you are going. This is the only book that we need on earth. The others are just to help us survive in the material world. But if you want to know what life is all about, this is the book. This is where God has chosen to reveal himself. It is the word of God to you that reveals the presence of God. You can see him with your eyes. The only way to see God, the only way to hear God, is to hear him through his word. That's why we should study his word. You know, the Bible tells us that Samuel, the prophet Samuel, didn't know God as a boy. He said, the reason why Samuel did not know God as a boy is because God had not revealed his word to Samuel. But as soon as God came to Samuel with his word, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel went to Eli because he didn't know who God is. And God spoke to Samuel. From that day, he became known to God and he knew God and became the great, one of the greatest prophets in the Old Testament. The only way to know God is through His Word. And God has chosen to reveal Himself and the purpose for His creation through the Word. Anyone can get to know God as much as you want. Just go by the Word. Study the Word. It's only the Word.
So what has he revealed in his word? What was his purpose for creation? If you look at Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, it tells us very clearly. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Just two parts. The heavens and the earth. Heavens, very important. And the earth. So everything that you see in creation was for heaven and the earth. What does that say to us? The earth was the focal point of God's creation. Amen. The earth, that's the only place. Now notice, God created the sun. Remember, you read in Genesis chapter 1, God created the stars and everything. They said the sun, Genesis chapter 1 verse 14, the sun will determine night and day. For the earth, right? For the earth. So the sun was created and the stars were created for the earth. The tides of the ocean and the sea, they are all influenced by the heavenly bodies. All for the earth. That's why we can tell when there will be hurricane and all of that. Uh, dry season, wet season, cold, winter. Because of the earth. Everything God created because of the earth. If everything was for the earth, what was the purpose of creating the earth? The earth was created by God for the habitation of man. What is that saying? Everything that was created by God in the, I mean we're talking about the seen world. What I'm doing this morning is for you to understand how important you are in creation. How important you are to God in the whole scheme of creation. And don't you ever look down on yourself. Amen. He created the earth for man. And every other thing. To influence the earth, the earth to make it conducive for the habitation of man. And think about it in, in Genesis. He actually, God himself, planted a garden for his man. Can you imagine watching God planting a garden? That man must be very important. For God to step out of eternity into time. To create you. And I, on the earth. So what does that say? If everything is for man, the whole universe was created so that God can place man on this planet, earth, and we don't know of any other planet. The scientists are still searching. They see methane, they say, well, we think there's living beings. UFO, <laughs> demons, or whatever that is. They want to know. But there's no other planet in the whole universe that we know that holds life. Just here. And man is the core of God's creation on the earth. So, if man was the reason for the whole of creation, then God must have a purpose for creating man. He must have a reason 
for creating man. Man must be very important in the heart of God. That's why he created us. There's got to be some draw towards this being called man. Because every other thing that he created, he created on earth for man. To enjoy and planted a garden for man again. You are that important to God. You hold a special place in his heart. So what was that? Why did God create us? I would like to submit to you that the reason why you are created was because of the father heart of God. God was a father from the beginning. That's why we talk about God the Father, God the Son. God is a spirit. Jesus says so. God is a spirit. That's God. That's God. God the Father. But God the Father is a father. He wants children. Amen. He is a father of heart. In the beginning was the word. Right? And the word was with God. And the word was God. So the God, spirit, the word. Amen. But God was a father. He needed a son. He had the word. With which he created the whole universe. But he needed a son. So he created man. You know how I know this? Because the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 3 verse 38. That when God created man. Well, it tells us the genealogy of man. He said, Enoch, that was the son, uh, I mean, um, Canaan, who was the son of Enoch. And Enoch, who was the son of Seth. And Seth, who was the son of Adam. And Adam, who was the what? The son of God. So God created Adam because he was a father. He, his love and needed his son. So he created Adam as his son. That was God's son. Adam who was the son of God. You can find that in Luke. So it was the father heart of God. That's the reason for creation. He created the earth just for you to dwell in the earth. In Psalm 8, verse 3 through 6, it says, When I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, that's David speaking, when I consider, I'm a man right here, and I'm thinking, when I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained as they move, the stars, all of it. He said, what is man that you are mindful of him. Why do you think about man? Why is man so important to you? I can't understand it. All of your creation, the moon and all the stars and all of that. Yet, man is so important to you. I don't get it. I don't get it. And he said, and the son of man, that you should visit him. You know what he's talking about? How can you, God, become incarnate in the form of a man? How can God visit us in the form of Jesus? That's God Almighty. This was prophecy. How can you do this, God? Why is man so important that you, God Almighty, who created the angels and all of that, will choose to come down in the form of a man and dwell among us? Why, why do you care? How important are we to you? We've got to be important. 
If you, God, can step down from being the spirit and become flesh and blood and dwell among us, we must be important. The only problem is we don't know it because of the lies of Satan. We don't know it. So we bow to troubles. We bow to difficulties. We don't realize we are sons of God. We are the reason. Everything that God did is like a father says, I've done everything for you, my son. I've done everything. Tell me one father who is not willing to do everything for their son. He said, I've done everything for you to succeed. I've overcome the world. You're mine. And that's you. And that's me. He says, What is man that you... You are mindful of him, and the son of man that you should visit him. For you have made him a little lower than the angels. Now the word angels means Elohim. That's the Hebrew word, Elohim, and that's the name for God. That's God the Father, that's kind of a plural word. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And God is saying, you made man in the scripture a little lower than God himself. Remember what he said? Let us make man in our image. Angels don't have his image. God will never transform himself and become incarnate in an angel. Rather, the Bible says the angels are sent forth to be ministers to those who are heirs of salvation. Again, you are the reason for creation. Everything. You are. Don't put your head down. Don't be harassed by the devil. He is not up to you. Amen. Notice the word. He said, God has made him a little lower. Just a little lower. It's just a little step. God is saying, I made you a little lower. If I bring you a little up, you become part of the Trinity. No, I want you right there. Just a little lower. That's our place in creation. You said you have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. Everything. All the works of God's hand. Everything. Everything. You said I've been bad. I've not been right. I haven't lived right. Yes. That's all right. Somebody may ask. You mean even all of these sinners? People doing crazy things and the murderers. God has made them a little lower than the angels. I mean that God himself. Are you kidding? Can that scripture be right? Yes. The reason for that is because of the fall. That's why you see man seemingly so far from where God has placed him. But God has his plan. His father heart will not quit. He says, I want more sons. I want more sons. So he sent his son into the world. You know what that did? It dignified the human race. Think about it. He made the human race so special in all of God's creation. Only man, only man among everything that God has created can contain God. Only man. You are that special. Even if you've been bad, you are that special. Get right, and you can contain God. Yes. 
You are that special. Very special to God. No matter how bad you've been, if you turn back to Him, you are welcome. Amen. That's why Jesus came. I know a lot of people feel, well, God created us, the human race, to worship Him. To praise Him. To fast and pray. Like we're doing. I'm fasting. (laughs) (laughs) To live right. To live a life of holiness. But let me tell you this. You can praise all you want. You can fast all you want. That will not make you a child of God. You need the new birth. That's why Jesus came. Romans chapter 8, verse 29, he tells us there very clearly, maybe verse 19. He tells us there that Jesus is to be the firstborn among many brethren. Amen. Firstborn among many brethren. Jesus is the prototype. God needs a son. He created Adam. The devil came and took that away. And God says, okay, I'm going to send my son. And this time, I want him to be the prototype of every son after me. You come by the way of the blood. Amen. You come by the new birth. And once you come in, God gives you his spirit. And you become a member of his family. You see, God's father heart didn't want just one son. Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren. He wants more. That's why the scripture says, the one who wins souls is wise. And will shine like the stars. Amen. Because, because you are helping God to have many sons. That's his heart desire for creating. I need sons and daughters. Give me. He said they are bad. He said I don't care. Just give me. Give me sons and daughters. I'll clean them up. I've given my blood to clean them up. Let them cooperate with me. The reason why you fellowship, the reason why you pray, the reason why you praise God, all of that fasting and living your life holy is to make your relationship with God healthy. So that you can make your mark on the world. Because if your relationship with Him is not healthy as a son, you cannot make your mark on the earth. The Bible says all things were created for him. For Jesus. But Romans also tells us that we are joint heirs. You know what it is when, when two people have to sign a check to pick up something from the bank, you know? Joint heirs, you know what that means? That means if one signature is there, you go to the bank, they'll send you back. We need the other signature. Amen. God has made us joint heirs with Christ. He needed sons. Jesus said, I am happy to be called their senior brother. They are all with me. All of us have to sign that check. So the reason for creation is 
the church. We can think of it in that terms. Ultimately. So what you want to do if you want to be a part of this army? Join the church of Jesus Christ. Because he is the head. And what? We are the branches. We are the body. Uh, that looks like how ours head. But I'm not sure about the body now. Is that ever going to happen? When I see Al, that's him. The whole, right? He mean. He is the head. We are his body. We are of one origin. He mean. And that's what the Bible tells us. It tells us in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 11 and 16. It says, for both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified. Doesn't mean you are perfect. Those who are being sanctified. You are part. It says, for both he, that's Jesus, who sanctifies. He is the one that sets people aside. He is the one that heals and makes you well. He says, and those who are being sanctified are all but one. All of them, one origin. That's why God says, He made man a little lower than Elohim, God himself. If you recognize that, are you going to see God saying, I'm afraid to go to that corner, it's a little dark. Is God going to say that? I'm afraid I will not be able to pay my bills next month. Oh God, Jesus help me. God the Father saying that? That's never going to happen. What we need to do is lock in with the word. Amen? Amen. The revelation of his word. About your finances. About your family. About your connection with him. That he loves you. He's going to take care of you. You attempt to do something and God said, whatever you set your hands to do will prosper. Anything, if your heart directs you towards this way and you say, well, I'm going to pursue it. God says, prosper. Amen. Whatever. It says, those that are being sanctified, they are all one. For which reason he is not ashamed to call them his brothers. Jesus is not ashamed. Be- why? Because they are one. One origin. One origin. And verse 16 tells us this. For indeed he does not give it to angels. Angels cannot contain God. God cannot be incarnate in angel. Just us. He has not given aid to angels. But he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. You know what that is saying? When you become a part of the church, you are a covenant person. A child of God. He'll give you aid. No matter what's going on in your life, he will give you help. So what you need to do as a human being... If you have been born into this earth, the first thing you want to do is make sure you are connected to your creator. No games. Every 
everyone is accepted. Jesus said, go to the byways, call them. God needs sons and daughters. Call them, anyone, just let them come. And once you come in, you are accepted. You need to make sure you are just by the blood. All you need to do is, Jesus, I welcome you as the Redeemer. Make me just like you. He is the prototype. That's all you need. You don't have to cry and beg. All you need to do is, Jesus, I believe you died for my sins. That takes care of my past. Now I'm becoming a new creation. The Bible tells us that. And that new creation has part with the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's you. If you've already made that decision in your life, regardless of what, maybe because you don't understand who you are, my people perish for lack of knowledge. That's why all of the troubles. But once you know who you are, in Christ, the enemy is bound to leave you alone. The reason for that is you will always resist him. And guess what he will do? He'll flee every time. Now, when the Bible says flee, we're not talking about running away in terror. It's a great flight away from you. Because you know the truth. Everything was created for you. Jesus came to reveal the Father heart of God. Before Jesus came, nobody knew God as Father. It was just God. But Jesus started revealing to us. You know why? God reveals himself in the Word. So Jesus, the Word of God, became flesh. So he can explain to us who the Father is. He said, don't take any thought for the morrow. Don't worry about that. Your Heavenly Father knows. You read in the scripture, your heavenly father. Jesus started introducing us to our heavenly father. He said, if you earthly fathers, you know how to give good gifts to your children. What did he say? How much more shall your heavenly father give good gifts? Again, when you pray, he said, don't do like the hypocrites. Because your heavenly father, he's just letting us know you have a heavenly father. Who is going to take care of you? Take care of your trouble. Jesus said, be anxious. Don't be anxious for anything. Don't worry. I'll take care of you. I'll give you aid. That's your heavenly father. You want your children saved? Talk to your heavenly father. That's the place of prayer. We'll be talking about that on Wednesday. Every Christian should pray. If you know the purpose for prayer, you'll be praying a lot. Just asking him. Anything can change with prayer. Why? Because there is a reason. God created you, left you here as his part of, part of his body. And he needs your prayer to do the things. He needs your eyes to see what's amiss on the earth. And then your prayer to connect him so that with both of you, you bring the will of God to obey on the earth. You are very important to the Father. The whole of creation is looking to you. Did you know that? The whole of creation is currently at this point. The Bible tells us that the whole of creation is looking to you. Those that have given their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. You are that important. And if you are not, you need to do that today. Connect to God today. Let me read these scriptures for you. And please listen to them very carefully. 
and lock into it so you know who you are in, in creation. That God, the whole creation, apart from God, who is looking to you, your prayers, everything, your revealing. Romans chapter 8 verse 19, please help me. It says, for the earnest expectation of the creation, eagerly wait for the revealing of the sons of God. Who is creation waiting for? You. The revealing of you. The whole of creation is looking to you. And you think, me, puny me, small fellow, with all of these troubles and pains in the world. Well, you're focusing on the pain and the troubles more than you are focusing on who you are in God. You are focusing on the difficulties that you're going through and what people are saying about you. Your lack and all of that. You are forgotten who you are. That God has created you to be. You can change anything by your faith. Amen? Look at what it says. For the creation was subject to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty. Of these children of God. The whole creation is waiting to be delivered to the liberty that God has given to you. Can you see how important you are in creation? Can you see how important you are? Amen. Verse 22. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs. Together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruit of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our bodies. The whole of creation looking to you. That's how important. Would you believe God or you believe your feelings? Would you believe God or you will believe what people say about you? I would rather you believe God and see yourself as a giant in the world. Amen. You are truly that. You are truly that. The whole creation will fight for you when you get in trouble. That's the truth. When difficulties come to you, you report it to the Father. The whole of creation will be fighting for you. Not just God himself. And I have scripture to show you that. When God destroyed Sisera, who was against the children of, of uh, Israel, that's the people of God, God destroyed him with a woman. He was the general of uh, a king called Jabin, who was the king of Canaan. He had about 900 chariots. And this is what the prophetess said. Georges chapter 5 verse 20. They fought from the heavens. The stars from, from their courses fought against Caesar. Even the stars were fighting against this man who was oppressing the children of God. Why did God reveal that to us? When, trouble, when you are being oppressed, guess what? The stars are not happy. And when you cry out to God... They begin to fight. 
And God releases his angels. Jesus said, I will not leave you alone on the earth. I will be with you. I will take care of you. Jesus said, it is the Father's will to give you the kingdom. You know what that means? To give you a kingdom is making you a king. Right? It's making you a king. Kings, if they have a good kingdom, no, no lack. (laughs) Amen? They rule. That's what God has made you. I'm not just giving you words of fantasy. You understand what I'm saying? These are true words from the Lord. Until you rise in your heart. Until you renew your mind. And begin to think like the Father. You won't experience the glory. Jesus said, everyone who overcomes, I will make to sit with me in my Father's throne. If an angel think of sitting with God in his throne, you will be thrown out of heaven. And God did it to Satan. And yet he's inviting you to sit with him in the throne of the universe. That's how important you are. Don't you demean yourself? You can come into that kingdom today. And God will welcome you. He's welcoming everybody. You can become a part. That's why it is called the good news. That you can be a king. Amen. Jesus said, go to the Bible. Invite all of them. Let them come. Bring them out. Change your robot. Take care of them. He's calling to you today. Some of us have been called into this, this wonderful kingdom to reign and to rule on the earth. Everything on earth is for you. The riches of the ungodly, they are stored for the righteous. Everything for you. Today is that day. If you have been called and you have not been walking very well, you have made yourself powerless in the kingdom of God. You need to straighten up. You need to say, God, I'm going to be totally committed to you one way. Just as I said as a little boy, if I find out there is a God, I'm going to serve you till the day I die. And God has given me my heart cry. And I'm grateful to him. How many wants to do that today? You're saying you're going to go with God all the way. Maybe you don't even know him yet. But I'm telling you, he's calling for you today. Don't be ashamed. Welcome him. Prayer partners, please come up here. Your needs can be taken care of. All we need to do is to cry to God. If you have a problem in your life, if Satan has been oppressing you in any way, take care of it at the altar this morning with somebody agreeing with you. Don't hold back. Your father wants you. How many will come to the father? Please stand up. I need you to come. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, come on, come on. Let God give life to you. This morning, stand up please. If you are sick in the body, please come. If there is trouble in your life, please come. If you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, please come. God is inviting you right now. And Jesus is right here wanting to minister to you. Please come. Please come. We're waiting for you. 
Maybe you're standing there and something is saying to you in your heart, you need to be up there. Obey that voice. Is God calling for you? Is God calling for you? If you're here this morning and say, I want to rededicate my life to God. I want to serve Him with everything that I have. God is calling you this morning. Why don't you listen to His voice and become a part? God needs you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is still calling. God is still calling. God is still calling. Commit to Him today. Hold back nothing. Give Him all. Where you are right now, make up your mind. I'm not going to be distracted anymore. I'm going to serve God with everything that I have. I need that power to be relevant on the earth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When we were worshiping the Lord back here, I felt this strong impression to, from in my heart. I believe this is from the Lord to you. Some of you will know financial increase in your life like you've never known before. God is going to do it in 2009. Finances will be coming your way like you've never known before. And you will recognize God is the one doing it. God is the one doing it. Expect it. Thank God for it. It is coming your way. The Lord will not lie to us. Please raise your hands up as we thank the Lord for who He has made us in Christ. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Surrender. Give Him all. Father, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you for all that you've made us in Christ. Thank you, Lord, for our place in the scheme of creation where you've placed us to be priests and kings unto our God. Lord, I bless your people today. They will bring many sons unto God. That is why you bless those that are bringing children unto God. Bless your people. Make them evangelists to bring more children. Because your word is said, I want more sons. Your father heart said, go into all the world and preach the good news. That God needs children, children on the earth to fill the earth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed.